Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and joining me this week to talk about the Everton game we played at the weekend and the Leon game we're playing tomorrow uh, are Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Everything all right? Yes, very good. Thank you. We're very excited, aren't we, about tomorrow? Uh, super excited, yeah. I might, I might not be able to go go to sleep tonight. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> excited, like, like a child before Christmas. Like a child before Christmas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Waking up at five o'clock in the morning to see if Santa Claus has delivered the result of the game yet. <laughs> climb down the climb down the chimney and just uh, said, "Oh, it's absolutely remarkable." Um, also joining us uh, this week, a great friend of the podcast. Uh, it is the author of An Irrational Hatred of Luton, West Ham Till I Die, The Legacy of Barry Green, and uh, An Irrational Hatred of Everything, uh, all well of which done. I've read. It's Robert Banks. Hello, Robert. Good, e- good evening. Nice also, to be we here. Should, we should discuss, uh, uh, as, as some of you will know, Robert is, a, is also an archivist of the club. Uh, he's uh, very diligently uh, sort of catalogued all the end of season reviews from when they were on VHS, digitised them and uh, put them up on YouTube and has been putting up a new series of uh, videos on YouTube, a couple of which I've watched already, which are the John Lyle years, uh, Rob. Very interesting. Yes. Do you, uh, should we talk about that later? Yeah, let's talk about it later. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Uh, we were all at the Everton game, uh, weren't we? And, yes. Um, yeah. Good win. Good, good win for us. You know, keeps us uh, in the hunt, though I think, you know, um, top four is probably ambitious. Maybe we'll come to that. Um, what do you make of the game? Rob, what did you make of it? Yeah, um, I think it, it's that type of game that a few years ago we would easily have we would easily have lost. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, we've got that, we've got that kind of more professional streak about us these days. That means that um, we go on from a, from a setback, like losing the lead um, and, and, and take the lead again and win the game and see it out. Um, I was talking yesterday, I was on one of the American hammers um, podcasts and we were talking, some of them were saying, oh, when the board came up with four minutes to go, I wasn't worried. I think mean, I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still haven't got over that. No. Uh, but but 
the fact that we did uh, see it out, um, I think there's there's a much more sort of uh, gritty edge to the team, and the Everton game on Sunday just epitomised that. I think it was it was everything about how we've improved over the last couple of years. Yeah, because it was. Um... You know, one thing I found myself saying quite a lot on this podcast is, uh, you know, there, there are sometimes been, you know, complaints about uh, less than satisfactory victories and, uh, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, only coming away with a draw or getting beat by one of the top four teams. And in the case of the, the, the you know, the first of those things, sort of slightly unsatisfactory wins where it felt like we didn't play very well, I, I, I honestly sort of think we're well, welcome to the world of the Liverpool fan or the Man City fan. You know, part of the reason Liverpool are closing <clears throat> yeah. that gap is that they're sort of winning ugly. They're, they're, you know, a lot of their games, they're just nicking the win. Uh, yeah. But they're, what they do is stay in the game and, and uh, you know, make themselves, A, very hard to beat, but also, you know, just an annoyance to the other team. And <clears throat> they're not playing champagne football every week. You know, Manchester City, full of niggling tackles. That's part of their, that's part of their, make up part of how they play under Pep. Um, Klopp's Liverpool, their forwards diving all over the shop. At least we're not doing that to sort of win our fo- football matches. You know, it's... Um, I think, that, that, I think you, uh, you, know, you, you come, you summed it up there with, the, you know, the words hard to beat. And and up until up until a couple of years ago, we were not hard to beat. We, in fact, we were very easy to beat. Yeah. And, and very easy to have the confidence knocked, knocked out of us. And... Um, you know the, the the way that it's turned around, and we're able to just see things through now. Yes, is, absolutely, uh, quite refreshing. And, uh, and then they're just not, you know, a lot of these, like I'm saying about these top teams, uh, a lot of their victories, it's it's not champagne football, is it? It's not necessarily champagne football. You know, the the, the sort of truism that you know there are no easy games in the Premier League has some validity. Possibly, you know, when a team really is in a downward spiral, like. You know, Derby in whenever that was, two thousand and sort of seven or something. Um, you know, possibly Norwich of the last couple of times they were up. You sort of thought, well, we we sort of should win this, playing you know our skillful brand of football. But a lot of those games aren't like that. Jim, what did you make of it? Yeah, well, I agree with a lot of what you've said, and I, I think just just to you know to emphasise that 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 idea of of, of a, a game that epitomised how we've we've come on you know everton historically never never mind their their current travails are are difficult opponents for us um uh, that that that's a league double over them i think i might be wrong but i think for the first time since 1973 wow yeah, so yeah, I, re- I read how difficult how difficult they are as as opponents uh, uh, over time and and they've still got a lot of good players and they had spells in the game, didn't they? Where yeah. where they where they where they showed that, but we defended brilliantly against them. I thought the central defenders were absolutely outstanding, and and you know Dawson continues to kind of defy logic really in so many ways. Yeah. Um, but they they're striking up a very effective partnership now. I thought Fredericks coming in had a really really good game. Um, Cresswell delivered, you know, scored a, a great free kick. You know, we we when we when they came back into it, you just thought, well, no, we'll we'll probably you know up a gear and uh, and it it felt like that. It felt a game where we were playing within ourselves and with an eye presumably to Thursday, but not in a way that was complacent, but just that sort of sense of 
controlling a game, letting yeah. them have the ball a bit. They had the ball in our final third quite a lot, but it produced very, very little in the way of, um, you know, concrete chances. Yeah. And, you know, um, when our chances came yeah. along, we, we, we took some of them. Uh, Fornaus was a bit, a bit, bit guilty. Maybe Antonio yeah. could have done better when he went past it. But those were the good chances in the game, weren't they? So for Lampard to come out and say somehow they deserve something out of it was ridiculous, I thought. You know, it it could have been a more comfortable win in terms of the scoreline. In terms of the performance, I thought it was comfort personified, really. Yeah, we thought they looked nervy, didn't we? I mean, obviously, they're one place above the uh, relegation zone. So, uh, And in fact, they're playing tonight quite a sort of crucial game in that aspect but um, uh, against Burnley. But um, yeah, they didn't seem to... um, Rather surprisingly, they didn't sort of press us very hard. Uh, I think that was probably conscious on Lampard's part to just let us play in front of them, uh, as it were. But uh, And then, you know, balls over the top for Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin to try and chase. Um, but our, uh, as you say, Jim, our central defensive pairing were kind of, um, you know, very sort of elegant. That There weren't really any sort of crises or sort of, you know, last-ditch tackles that had to come in. There was one from Fredericks, in fact, which was not really last-ditch, but was an excellent tackle inside our box. Mm. Um, you know, their front two were kind of sort of living off scraps for most of the game. I thought Richarlison could have done a bit better with the chance that he had in the first, was it in the first yeah. half? Um, where yes. he just sort of toe-punked yeah. it over the bar. Yeah. Um, and and, yeah. and it kind of I think it kind of served as a bit of a warning, um, and and for the rest of the game he was resorting to falling over and uh, um, you know trying to win free kicks and stuff rather than actually being able to find a route down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see they they they, they lack a bit of confidence, don't they? Um, uh, Dakuri's good, isn't he? Oh, yeah, I was impressed with him for them. I thought yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, we were we were you know um, very comfortable. I, I, I thought, and and um, the first like you were right about them kind of standing off, and we stood off them a little bit. So it made for mm. a really curiously sort of sterile first half. Didn't yeah, it? It wasn't flat, really, wasn't it? But it did come to life a little bit in, in 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 the second half, and I thought Antonio had a lot to do with that. I thought it was particularly good second half, really. You know, running channels, holding the ball up, bringing people into play. You know, and in the end, sort of, you know, created the chances that that led to Bowen's goal. And and how good is it to see him back? You know, and yeah, uh, absolutely, and firing. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and of course there was a sending off, and uh, that was sort of part of it was. Um, this sort of treatment that's being handed out to Antonio now most games, uh, you know, the yeah, every club now knows what he's about. I think the sort of, uh, you know, last season uh, cemented it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the papers pundits were saying no one, you know, no one wants to play against him. No central defenders want to play against him. Uh, and we're really starting to see him just serially wrestled to the ground in a kind of, um, you know, gridiron football way. Um, and, uh, you know, Keane, um, I'm not sure if they were actually tackles on Antonio, but uh, Keane was sort of all over they it. Were, they were, they were, they were both. The first one, yeah. Antonio, Antonio turned him. Yeah. Um, he got, he got too tight and, and, uh, and he hauled him down. Clear yellow card. The second one, 
was a product, I think, of the fact that, you know, Antonio had been giving him the run around all the time. He tried to get in, he just he just got in, dived in too 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 early, didn't he? And and yeah. uh, caught the player, not the ball. And um I thought they were both clear cut yellow cards, you know, they were yeah, they, they can't complain about it. And and um I you know, I think actually for for once it you know, Antonio's um domination of a centre-half actually actually earned the sending off, in a sense. Yeah. Where, you know, you flash back to Southampton away earlier in the season where he got frustrated um, with it and, and in the end got, and got sent off himself. Um, it's really good to see that, it, it, you know, that the boot's on the other foot, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and Rob, uh, the sending off uh, didn't seem to make them any worse. <laughs> it was, it was uh, like playing against 11 men. Uh, when they... Yeah, although, you know, having said that, I, I do recall a period just after um, King was sent off where they seemed to have an awful lot of possession, even though they weren't doing very much with it. Um, no. It didn't, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking, hang on a minute, which side has got the 11 men here? Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but, um, mm. yeah, it just sort of increased the, the overall level of confidence that, that we would get a result. I can't remember now. The, the sending off come after we'd gone in front, after we'd gone back in front. I um, think it did. Yes. Uh, or, yes. It did. yes, it did. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. 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 so, uh, um, we, we, we restored our goal advantage fairly quickly after yes. their goal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Five yeah. minutes. Five right. Minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the sending off happened after that. Um, we mentioned it earlier, but I thought Fredericks had a great game. And um, he's, you know, he's sort of, you know, again, when things are going, when things are going badly, uh, the fans find scapegoats amongst the players, but they kind of also do it when things are going well. There has to be someone who's like the fall guy. And, uh, you know, Diop was certainly has been one of those. And um, there's a sort of, you know, popular conception that Fredericks is essentially not a very good footballer. And thank God Ben Johnson came along because he's great. And um, no, I don't think it's entirely true. You know, I, th- I think there's a, you know, I, I, I personally like Fredericks uh, because I like his pace. I think that's really mm-hmm. important to us. I think he's, um, he's also quite aggressive, uh, which I like. Um He's got a sort of slight bit of grit about him, even though he's of a relatively sort of slight build. Um, he's, he, you know, he's got a little bit of a nastiness about him, which I quite like. Um, and we were damn pleased to get him from Fulham, you know? Mm. Um, I think we we've got three, of, yeah, we've got sorry. three very good right backs. Yeah. Um, in, in Fredericks, Johnson and uh, Soufal, all of whom are very good going forward as well but I think out of the three Fredericks is probably the most suspect defensively and that's probably why or maybe why people uh, get nervous yes. when he comes on and I think Johnson is the least effective going forward mm. I mean I, 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 I'm not sure he is that good going forward really I think that's the big thing you lose with, with him I mean yeah I agree he's a, he's a very very solid defender Johnson and, and had a fantastic game you know, in that away game at, at Seville, I thought was really, really brilliant in that. Um, but he's a kind of none shall pass sort of sort of defender. He's got yeah. the build of a centre half, really, in some ways, hasn't he? Um, and I, 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 I'm just disappointed in the fact he, he doesn't tend to take a man on. Um, doesn't always um, overlap 
you know, at pace, um, doesn't seem to have the attacking instincts of mm. particularly of Souffal. Mm. I think Souffal offers the most of the. I mean, I think he's the best all-round fullback. When he's fully fit, it's pretty clear that his sort of drop-off in form this season seems to have had something to do with the fact he's been carrying that um, that hernia for for a while. And hopefully, you know, we'll see the best of him again. Um, but yeah, it's good to have you know, it's good to have that kind of strength and depth in the position. And and Johnson's versatile. I think often Johnson looks better as on the left than he does on the right. I don't yes, you agree. Um, yeah. What was that game? There's a couple of matches ago, ago, wasn't there, where um, they switched him over to another side yeah. when they bought Fredericks on. I mean, it was a huge improvement, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought Fredericks had a great game, a uh, really good game. And uh, I'd, like to get him in, I'd like to get him in the team more. I think he's, um, you know, uh, there is a sort of bit of... Um, goodwill towards Ben Johnson because, you know, he's a little bit one of our own. He came through the sort of system. Yeah. And uh, um, I think Moyes feels that because he sort of blossomed on Moyes' watch. And, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Moyes is very conscious of, you know, players that he knows and feels he has a relationship with compared to players that he's inherited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or that have been sort of, he feels have been kind of sort of shipped in. Um, so, yeah, uh, incredible free kick from Cresswell. Um, really good really really yeah. good it's, yeah you know one of those ones that's you know right in that top top corner that, um, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen replays on it but there's a sort of slightly comedy attempt to save it from Bickford it's, it's like kind of <laughs> you see the ball goes in and suddenly this keeper sort of <laughs> flies like, like sort of um, he's been shot from a cannon <laughs> 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 it's, you know, I, I urge you to watch it again because he's absolutely he's about Obviously, a nanosecond in real time, but you know, in terms of you know trying to save the ball, he's he he's years late. It's yeah. very funny. <laughs> yes, I'd like to watch that. Um, and uh, for our second goal, um, even though you know what he did is very simple for four hours, and you sort of think, well, anyone could do that, but it's something that he does all the time. And if anyone can do it, it's then quite odd that it's very often him. That that is just the Johnny on the spot to just one pass releases somebody. You know, it's often a bit deeper than it was at the weekend, um, because obviously that came from a slip in midfield from them. That was sort of that, you know that piece of poor football <laughs> from them. But uh, you know, the quick thinking to just put it in the path of Antonio and wait the pass with very little time to think about it. Uh, exactly right for Antonio to run onto. Was... It's just a terrific first-time ball, isn't it? It's proper yeah. footballing. You know that that uh, four hours. I, I, you know, I, endless admiration for him. You know the engine that he's got, the the kind of the all-round quality that he's got. It's it, it just it's occasionally he he has a rush of blood in the box, doesn't he? He, he gets mm. into so many scoring positions. Um, and and uh, he had a couple of opportunities, didn't he? On, Shank, on, on shanked Sunday. one on Sunday. Didn't shanked he? one, mm. and then kind of just kind of kind of. Oh, I think the first one in the first half, he kind of half didn't expect the ball to come to him, and then yeah. had a kind of slightly heavy touch. Um, yeah, and then he shanked a sort of volley, didn't he, at the, mm. at the sort of far post? Um, but uh, it gets his, again, you know, it gets his share of goals as well. And I, I just think we're we're very lucky to. I mean, he's an unsung hero of the team I think he, he's yeah. uh, he's really terrific footballer he clearly loves he loves uh, being here as well doesn't he he always yeah. seems to be um, 
picking yeah. us up in the Spanish press and, and saying he's, didn't he recently say that he'd, he'd like to finish his career uh, at West Ham, which yeah. I hope that it doesn't mean run. he's planning planning on yeah. ending it soon. But um, Always worrying when people say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's kind of bedded in, isn't he? Such such a part of the of that kind of team spirit. He sent, he feels very central to that to that. Him and yeah. and the Czech boys feel very very mm. central to the kind of the, 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 I mean, obviously, you know, Noble gets continues to get a lot of credit for that, and I think quite rightly, um, and Rice as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, look forward to the Leon game uh, after that. Um, we'll be back after this. Welcome back. Um, yeah, uh, the that victory uh, sort of keeps us in uh, the hunt. I'm saying with uh, quite heavy quotation marks because I think it is. You know, it's 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 going to be very difficult to break into that top four. You know, uh, uh, at the beginning of this season, I. I, for one, you know, it was already going to be, in a sense, a better season than last season because we started it in the Europa League, which we achieved last season. So, you know, um, but, you know, we're currently, we are, I think, sixth, uh, which is where where we finished last season. And and I think that's fantastic. You know, top six is is still there, isn't it? Yeah. For the taking. So, so, you know, Europa League qualification again, I think that would be an outstanding, to do that two seasons running would be an outstanding and it looks like we're nailed on to finish in the top eight at the, at yeah the definitely eight. and and you know two finishes in the top eight in consecutive seasons you've got to say is is you know where we were just, just not very long ago um is is dreamland really isn't it so yeah. um you know palace made it interesting for us um yeah you know, so 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 people are going to drop points. We've got some difficult fixtures, but also some ones where you're going to you think, you know, well, that's really winnable. Um, but we've got to pick up points. We've got to pick, we've got to beat your Burnley yeah. and Norwich. Yeah, yeah. We've got we've got to um, Brighton won't have anything to play for, will they? At the end of the end, towards the end mm-hmm. of the season, um, it's just possible that, uh, but looking less and less likely that City will have got the championship sewn up by the time we. Mm. Come to play mm. them. Um, uh, I think Brentford this weekend is a tricky one. In the yeah, league. yeah. Rob, what were you about to say? No, I was just going to say that um, you know all that time we were sat in fourth place. Um, it was nice to see, but uh, with the, the the way the games in hand had sat with the other teams, we always knew uh, yeah. that we were going to drop out. And I don't think anyone realistically thought top four was 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 going to we'd be there at the end of the season, but. Just to put things into context, and obviously with the work I've been doing recently, I've been looking this up. Uh, we've only finished in the top six in the top division six times, right? Uh, including last season. And there's been big gaps in between all of those. So if we manage to finish top six, it'll be the first time we've ever done it two seasons in a row Yeah, uh, yeah. in the club's history. And that would be... a Absolutely enormous achievement, I think. I'm not sure we've managed to put two really good seasons in the Premiership together for quite a long time. It's, you know, there's... Mm. The, uh, you know, we had... Sorry? Not since Di Canio, really. Oh, no, but no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, we had the 2015-16 uh, uh, season, but then 17, you know, 16-17 and 17-18 were wretched. Um, then the Pellegrini season was pretty good, 10th place. Then the next one was awful, mm. you know. Um, fairly decent season when we came up under Allardyce, but then the next one was dreadful. Uh, the one afterwards started well, and then he decided to take that sort of diamond formation apart uh, in order to ruin the second half of the season. They brought Andy yeah. Carroll in, uh, into a team that was winning, didn't he? And yeah. And Kevin Nutton. With, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we got something like kind of 32 points before Christmas and then about 16 after Christmas. Yes. It's it, like stumbling upon a formula that worked and then out of sheer bloody-minded sort of footballing dogma refusing to carry on with it. It yeah. was yeah, awful. Absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> Absolutely extraordinary. Uh, um, yeah. Um, we can laugh about it now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was very, very annoying at the time yeah. because because actually that little period when he had Valencia and Sacco buzzing around up front and downing just behind, we played some bloody good football actually in that yeah. in, in that period. You know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so yes, so we um, in amongst all of this, of course, there's our Europa League campaign, and we're we're playing uh, <laughs> tomorrow uh, against Leon. I'm looking forward to it very much. Um, on the Facebook page that sort of accompanies this podcast, there was a sort of link to um, uh, another thing. I think a sort of perhaps a podcast or a um, a YouTube thing or something, and uh, that was going to be or, or, or is um, a sort of preview of uh, the Leon game. And in the little blurb to describe it, <clears throat> it sort of said, you know, there were a series of questions. Um, I suppose I should have memorized it a bit better, but one of them was, um, <laughs> Will Declan Rice play? What? Yeah, Will Declan Rice play? Well, on what would be the basis on which he wouldn't play? I know, I know. So, um, so I couldn't help it. I, I, I couldn't help it, but I went. Uh, no, I think he should be rested for an important <laughs> game. There are probably important games coming up. He should be rested for that. And then um, someone I don't know whether someone who does the podcast or YouTube thing sort of replied and said, "Well, he he's um, he's on a yellow card, uh, and if he gets another one, he won't be able to play in the return leg." And I said, well, and I said, yes, I, yeah. I agree. We should not play him and save him for the return fixture. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, if he gets the yellow card in the return fixture, then he won't get to play in the semi-final, will he? Absolutely, so absolutely. They get wiped out at the end of the quarterfinals. The yellow cards completely. Mm. Um, so uh, you know, yeah. I, He'll play. He'll play his game, won't he? I of course, he will. Think, yeah. You know, I mean, well, I, I, I can't. You know, I, I, I mean, I sort of. It's bewildering to me that yeah, I mean, unless you've got a sort of squad of superstars that you that really yellow cards people have accrued and the possibility of getting another one are even taken into consideration by people because it's like I mean, you know, that's that's, that's a sort of weird speculation on the future. That I mean, players go out onto the pitch trying not to get yellow cards. I think on the whole, possibly with the exception of Kevin Nolan at Christmas time. Thomas Repka. <laughs> yes. Nah. Yeah, no, that's well, he, true, yeah. he used to try and avoid yellow cards. He went straight for the yeah, red. Well, yeah, straight yeah, for the red, the red card. Red. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah yes. absolutely, yeah. But don't you think yeah. a lot of these, like, um, a lot of these uh, podcasts and, and um, social media 
outlets tend to sort of try and put things like that on on their headlines to to make you go well that's ridiculous or, or whatever to yeah, sort of possibly, make you yeah. make you draw you into it um right. i think they make some ridiculous statements sometimes but of course he's going to play yeah uh, there, he's there's probably like most... kind of going well we might lose so should we just forfeit the fixture now just in case yeah. we lose it you know or, or we might get a player injured so maybe yeah. we better just skip it because we're not going to win it yeah, yeah. He's probably um, the most first name on the t-sheet, t- uh, team sheet uh, player. I mean, he's like, he's not just written on the team, he's kind of chiseled in stone on the team yeah. sheet, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, probably got to go back to Brooking before you had a more <laughs> chiseled in name, first name on the team sheet player. Um, yeah. Um, yes, I mean, I don't know much about how Leon are going at the moment. I think they're sort of uh, halfway up. Um, they're 10th, they're 10th, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 that makes them dangerous in the sense that yeah. they've still got very good players and their only chance of getting in the Champions League is to win this thing. Yeah. So, um, they, they, it's pretty much gone from them in, in the league. Um, they play a very energetic, pressing game. They've got a, they've got a manager, I think, who managed at, um, maybe at Dortmund and one or two other. He's, he's, you know, he's a, he's a top top manager, um, and they play a very very pressing game. But but in the league, they've been conceding goals on on the break, and right. uh, but their form in in Europe has been pretty good, and they've certainly been free scoring. So they've got the best defensive record in the Europa League. And yeah, so they're, they're, bear they're in mind. Yeah, 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 but but that doesn't match up with with how their league record is. Yes, yeah, is. Um, so uh, might suggest a slightly different approach to your Europa League games or yes uh, yes it yeah. might it might I, I think you know I think one way or another whatever happens this is part of a really important sort of learning experience for the team I think we've really got to have the mindset that even if we go out in this round um, this is the beginning of kind of regular European football where I think that's how Moyes would be seeing it um, uh, this needs to be the beginning of fairly regular European football for the club. And it's a different kettle of fish playing the home game first. It's a different mm. kind of mentality required. Um, and uh, there's a sort of slight danger, and I think he's mentioned it in the, in the interview, that under that kind of intense crowd uh, expectation and support, they go a bit gung-ho to start. Mm. And I think they've got to play cautiously in the, in the, in the first leg. We don't want to be, ideally, we're going to take a lead over there. But I think we're certainly we've proved already that performance in Zagreb, you know, we, we, uh, the performance in Seville, even though we, though we lost it, proved that we can play effectively away from home in in, in Europe. So, got to keep it tight, got to got to you know hang on in there um, and learn from it. You know, I think it's a learning experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They'll be up for it, won't they? I mean, I think they've. Totally. Uh, They've got characters, you know, as we've already said in this podcast, they've got characters in the team that will, uh, um, you know, know how important it is. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll be totally up for it. They'll be uh, focused. Uh, they, you know, hopefully they're still sort of benefiting from that international break. Um, uh, though, you know, Suchik had a game for the Czech Republic in, in that break. Uh, Rice had half a game for England. Um but uh, yeah, no, really looking forward to it. Um, I mean, and Leon yeah. won't have wanted to. Have, Leon would have seen that as a as a tough draw for them. They won't have wanted to to play West Ham. 
I don't think. No. I don't think anyone would have wanted us. Uh, it, it, we're, we're a difficult proposition, I think. You know, high energy, physicality, pace, you know, um, you know, yeah, we, 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 we mustn't kind of set ourselves short. We're, we're, we're a tough prospect in that competition. Well, do you um, do, do you think there's anything you know, uh, sort of our team selection wise that you'd like to see? Or, um... Um, well, I think Lanzini will be a miss. I would have liked to have seen him, especially after his performance um, against Seville at home. Um, but uh, I, I, I think it'll be a pr- pretty. I suspect it'll be a similar team to um, to Sunday, won't it? I, yeah. I, um, I suspect I, Fredericks won't start, and um, and Johnson ob- will if he's fit. Yeah, the obvious change of Ariola in goal. Yeah, Ariola. Uh, but but apart from that, I don't see. Uh, I think um, uh, Bowen showed that his his injury hasn't affected him too badly. He was probably seventy five, eighty percent on yeah on Sunday, and I think the run out that he had will will have done in the world of good and getting the goal, of course. Um, and uh, he should be. I, I think he'll start. I think there's been a school of thought that oh, said he might he might um, be brought on if uh, if we're in trouble later on. But um, I think he'll probably start with the team. Other than those two changes, the team that that started on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let them a, worry about a... us. Let them worry about us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a it's a <clears throat> probably a pretty ambitious uh, hope, but it would be uh, terrific if we were in a sort of position to uh, late in the game take Rice off to avoid a, a yellow card. Uh, well, that would be marvellous, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, we don't no. really count those chickens really because I think no. it is going to be a hard game, as you say. You know, uh, Leon uh, are no mugs. Um, yeah, so yeah, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Um, now, Rob, uh, you, um, uh, as, as we've said, have put up sort of YouTube uh, compilations uh, for, for quite some time now, and they're a b- brilliant sort of resource uh, for us. Uh, I think in lockdown, probably in lockdown, I, I sort of watched probably from the kind of yo-yo times from early 1990 right up to, uh, to 2000 um, over a period of, you know, a few days. And, uh, you know, it's fantastic sort of remembering, especially sort of how good that Redknapp team was, but how it frequently got turned over, the sort of yeah. bomb stroke Redknapp team. Because um, it was terrific, you know, Moncur, Bishop... Allen in the middle, you know, there are lots of really good players in that team, but it was spectacularly turned over fairly frequently, you know, like to 6-0, um, but was a terrific team. And, then, you know, there were some decent finishes, 95-96 was 10th. Um, and, you know, obviously once we got uh, Hartson and Kitson, things really improved. But even before then, there were some sort of good performances. And that, that there's a little bit of, um, you know, what is sometimes can be seen as praise of West Ham or criticism of West Ham was that there's a lot of talent and a lot of flair out there, but possibly some grit lacking, uh, which causes us to be turned over or, or indeed organisation possibly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think um, the thing that the most recent project I've been doing has shown is that very little changed over the yeah. years. Um, the, 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 the reason for starting these this most recent series was, um, again, during lockdown, um, 
stumbling across a series called uh, on Leeds United called um, The Wilderness Years. So it's it's covering their period from Don Revy leaving up till winning the championship in '91, uh, was it? Um, yeah. Uh, so and and that was done in a very similar style, and it reminded me very much of. Do you remember a series called uh, Match of the Seventies and Match of the Eighties? Uh, yeah. There was yeah. also a series called The Rock and Roll Years. Where yeah. They, oh yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they take they take the clips, the clips of the games and mix it up with music from the time and news yeah. stories, um, what was on in the cinema. All the, yeah. All the, yeah. Just to. And, and I think the thing with these clips, when you see these clips out of context, you think, well, that was a great team or, well, we had a, a bad day that day or God, weren't we shit? That that kind of. You, you, when you just look at one clip in context, when you look at a series where you this 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 latest series covers every single game, whether I've got a video clip or not, uh, it, you'll get two or three lines about each. Yeah, game. yeah. Uh, and you can see, uh, you'll see that video clip, and you'll see that although we won five nil uh, the previous game, we lost four nil. Yeah, yeah. And the game yeah. after that, we lost four nil. Um, so it, it's more of a, it's more of a trying to put things into context and for, for people of my age and, and a little bit older who were probably at the games to, to remember them and to remember the new stories and the music of the time. And for people that are younger than me to sort of learn a little bit about the history of the club, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it starts off with, uh, I mean, it's the John Lyle years, essentially. So yes. that I've just watched 74, 75. And, um, you know, it, it, very much like the, the sort of seasons either side of uh, our uh, the England's World Cup win in 1966. One thing that's sort of forgotten is uh, how poorly Sam performed in those seasons with uh, three absolute superstars of the world game in the team. Uh, and similarly, the one thing you know about West Ham United in seasons 74 to 75 is that we won the FA Cup uh, because we don't do that very often. And... Um, so one sort of slightly accounts that a good season. Of course, it, we finished thirteenth, bottom half. Yeah. You know, not you know, not disastrously. I don't think we were particularly um, relegation threatened that season. I don't think so. No, no. Um, well, we had a we had a good first half of the season, didn't yeah. we? Really? Yeah, we had a really good yeah. run in that season, didn't we? Mm. Um, but you know not a good enough run to take us above 13th in the season. So, <laughs> yeah. so outside of that good run of games, we must have lost quite a lot of them because 13th is, you know, not a super finish. Um, and, the following, uh, following season, though, 75, 76, I think we only lost one of our f- opening 10 games. Yeah. And, and we were had a game in hand to go top in December. And then we only won one of our last 16. Yeah, that... that- that period and that season in particular is is what spawned the down with the Christmas decorations. Yeah, thing. Mm. You know that that it, it seemed to happen a lot. I mean, mm. I at the time, um, you, you you thought so part of it is to do with the the, the the way they the style in which the, the team played, which was on the deck but but kind of fairly direct, did get scuppered a lot by the fact that you by by December you're often playing on a quagmire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, 
the grass coverage at Upton Park for the second half of, a, of an average season in the 70s was probably about 10%, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the, corner, the corner quadrants used to have grass. The corner, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, other grounds up and down the country very, very similar. And, and so there was a sort of slight tendency for... for so that were very, and of course, under under Greenwood and Lyle, there was a, a real kind of purist commitment to playing, entertaining, attacking football, wasn't there? You know, yeah. at, at the expense sometimes of you know there was a kind of, no, you must. It's a bit different, but but a bit like the kind of Bielsa at Leeds kind of you must play this, you must mm. commit to playing this way, and yeah, there will be times when results will go against you and 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 whatever but you 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 just stay true to those kinds stay of with the uh, program, principles yeah. yeah 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 um i i think i'm glad you mentioned the music is great i think you know that that um that putting football into a different cultural context is one of the things about in the books rob that particularly the last one i really like the little bits of you know what's going on in the news what's going on in the yeah. rest of the world um, that kind of triangle that you write because because you also talk about what's going on in your life that 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 for everybody is is the essence of football as part of your your cultural existence isn't it that kind yeah. of triangle yeah. of the I mean, things that are going on in the world and um, you know what's happening in your in your in your in your, your work and your personal life and and then and you know and the football is such an important part of as fans you know of the lives that we lead and that you know that's i think the the, the genius of the books is in particular is that they they capture that that kind of prism you know yeah absolutely. Um, i think i think there's a kind of trigonometry isn't there between um football life and music definitely um, and music stroke news uh that helps you to remember um yeah. so for example I might not be able to remember a particular game, but if you tell me, if you ask me what I was doing when there was a particular game on, I can probably remember because of that game. Or yeah. Yeah. I can remember a game because of what I was doing. And and you might remember what you were listening to in the car going there or, uh, yeah. or whatever. So it is a little bit of a memory jog in three yeah. three memory jogs uh, <laughs> that, that hit a sort of sweet spot sometimes yeah. and and um yeah you know nostalgia is a great thing isn't it it's just you know well um the, you know for example anyone watching footage of um <clears throat> england scotland home internationals in the early 70s would have assumed that um the Bay City Rollers were football hooligans or the football hooligans were all in the Bay City Rollers. Uh, it's sort of extraordinary if someone was kind of watching this, you know, with a kind of Wikipedia-like knowledge of sort of popular culture, all those football hooligans look like the Bay City Rollers. Similarly, you know, um, the Euros, the Euro 96 is really sort of married in a lot of people's minds to kind of Britpop, especially since that yeah. kind of, uh, you know, Three yeah. Lions song was by the Lightning Seeds, who were not so yeah. much a Britpop band, but were contemporaries of the kind of more famous Britpop bands. Um, and uh, yeah, you certainly, you absolutely do sort of tie in, you know, it was a year later that that uh, new I label admit, one. Doing, doing the music, sometimes I'm looking at what, um, the, the songs that were popular at, at the time. And it is tr I try to be accurate with it. Like, if, if a game is in February of 75, I want a, a, a song that was in the top 40 in February 75. So um, mm. that that part of it is accurate. But the actual yeah. song selection has to be something that works with the clip to, 
to drive it forward and give it some sort of some sort of yeah. meaning. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it's considered to be a good piece of music or a good song uh, by whoever's watching it, that might be a matter for debate. But um, certainly I'm working on 76, 77 at the moment and and punk's just coming in and, and, yeah. and thing, things are going to get a lot more interesting from, from now on in the in the music side of things. But um, certainly there's some looking at the charts. Oh, my God, there was some awful stuff. Oh, um, gotcha. <laughs> done my best to pick out the <laughs> pick out uh songs that work work with the clips and also are not too terrible <laughs> yeah 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 that's no, really good uh, uh really really nice so, so I, I urge you to watch those and uh, go to um all the others kind of season reviews as well it's amazing how much you forget isn't it it's sort of um you know it's great to see them all those sort of you know games that are the games that i was at i sort of you know i don't remember them without the kind of visual cue of seeing those videos and uh um yeah it's great to look back at a lot of those fiction we've got you know good to look back through you know those players we had <clears throat> i remember one thing thinking about that kind of 2000 season or maybe 99 2000 was um not realizing the decanio Berkovich, Cole, Lampard, Sinclair, Ian Wright, very briefly played in the same team. Incredible. You know, I think, uh, I think, you know, probably one was just about to go out of the door, perhaps Berkovich to Celtic. And, um, but, uh, you know, because they seem, in my mind, they belonged to a different era. I'd sort of forgotten that Porfirio is still there when Hartson and Kitson arrived. Yeah. In oh, yeah. my yeah. mind, yeah. I thought he's at least a season or two before the sort of 96, 97 season, the second half of which saw the arrival of Hartson and Kitson. But he was, he was there. That was kind of actually his season. Um, I think. I don't think he was there in 95, 96. When did, when did Foe come? Was that the same season as Decanio? Then with Decanio, the didn't he? So that's the same, same day, day as Decanio, didn't Yeah. He? So that's, yeah. That that's January 99, isn't it? Yeah. 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 He was magnificent, I thought, Foe. Took a while to get the hang of it, I remember. But once he did, he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I don't remember where we got him from, but I think he was, you know, one of the, the classic adapting to the pace and tempo of the Premiership. But once he sort of um, got on top of that, he, uh, yeah, he was terrific for us. It was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Well, I guess, I don't know whether we want to, uh, I don't know whether we want to jinx the Leon game by even doing <laughs> predictions for it. Oh. <clears throat> We've got Brentford as well. Yeah, perhaps we should talk about Brentford and uh, not discuss Leon. <laughs> We've discussed uh, Leon, you know, in terms of uh, what we think might happen in the game. But uh, I, 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 I genuinely am reluctant to predict a score for the Leon game. So let's <laughs> let's predict a score for the Brentford game. That was a good result, wasn't it, against Chelsea? Yeah, he, uh, Ericsson has transformed them. I think you know they, they've got a lot of good players. They've got that uh, that you know, energy and, and work ethic. And he's, yeah. he's, he looks like a, a sort of final piece of a jigsaw kind of player, doesn't he? He's, he's just making them tick. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it's a really difficult fixture coming after as well, coming after whatever the result on mm. uh, tomorrow. It, 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 it's a tough one. A few weeks ago, you were thinking, well, oh, yeah, that, that, 
they won't have anything to play for. It looks like that should be a routine three points. Uh, I'd be happy with a point, to be honest. Now, yeah. I think it'll be. I think it'll be two two. Two two. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I think. I mean, tomorrow night's going to be emotional and draining. Whatever, whatever the result. Yeah, exactly. um, and uh, uh, just, just, just to, uh, again going back to seventy five, seventy six. That European campaign in the quarterfinal, uh, we beat Den Haag of of Holland in the quarters, mm. four four nil down at half time in the first leg. Um, came back with two two goals in the second half, so and three we had two away goals and then one three yeah. one to go through five all on away goals. Um, the Saturday after that, we played at Highbury and got absolutely spanked six one. Yeah. Um, so I think we, you know, we've got to avoid that kind of hangover. I don't, I don't think that sort of thing really happens these days. But um, I, I can see, <clears throat> I can see us losing by odd goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think feel I've seen enough of him, but I like that. That the, the Tony looks good, doesn't he? Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. You know. He is possibly someone that you you would think if we if we did um, sort of find that money we didn't spend in January, it's possibly some kind of testing their resolve. But I'd I'd like to feel I've seen a bit more of him. I mean, he's you know he might. Be a I think bit he was on our radar, wasn't he, when he went to Brentford? Yes, oh, was I think he? he was. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, just haven't seen enough of him. He might well just be having a good season and be a bit of a flash in the pan. But but um, you know, he certainly seems to have qualities that would make him a good sort of um <clears throat> antonio equivalent or or you know um because he seems to be fairly mobile it's quite strong you know um yeah i agree I, I i would go for a draw as well maybe two two something like that um yeah well um we should probably wrap this up uh yeah any other thoughts gentlemen no, just 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 you know, make, make a lot of noise, everyone who's going. Yeah, yeah, up. absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant, Cheerio, and Robert Banks. Good night. Come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.